1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, June 19th, 2023, Juneteenth here in the United States. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the indie informer, Jill Grote. Hello, Jill. Hello. How are you?
2: I'm doing very well. It's a lovely day in San Francisco. It is
1: for once. I know, you know what I mean. Blue skies. I brought all it here with
2: me. Oh, look at you. Thank you so much, Jill. Jill. Yes,
1: you have been demanded on this show for quite some time. Oh, of course, I knew you when you were over at Game Informer. Yes. Then you said, "Get out of here, Game Informer! I don't <laughs> need you anymore." And you started the Indian Informer. For people who don't know, who are you, and what's the Indian Informer?
2: Uh, so as you said, I started a Game Informer. Still love it. Still love everybody there. Please go support it. Didn't kick. That's it out. a lie. No, I love Game it. Game Informer. No, we're great. coming for you. No, we love it. Everyone there is fantastic, uh, and it was great seeing you all. Um. But, yeah, we had layoffs while I was there. Uh, I did not get caught in the layoffs, but uh, it broke my heart. And I didn't want to be in a place that I loved and resented. Sure. So what I decided to do instead was to take some time off, enjoy life. Uh, and I realized I couldn't really do life without this. Um, so I started up the Indian former about a year after, with, after that. Uh, and the Indie Informer is named because that was my nickname at Game Informer. Nice. Uh, so thank you, especially to uh, the Alexes uh, for coming up with that. But uh, yeah, now I cover exclusively indies and I am trying very hard to highlight the the small games to the big games. You know, I've got Triple I in there. I've got solo developers uh basically anything that's indie that comes through my inbox um i i try to get through it all it's been hard so recently very recently just i think last this at the beginning of this month time has no meaning <laughs> um i started to expand so i started a patreon just nice. to plug that
1: patreon.com slash the indian former that is correct nailed it
2: <laughs> and uh those a, a lot of that goes to getting new writers in and i just announced that i was going to be working with john carson another former informer i'm very that's, excited
1: that's awesome congratulations on the success you know what i mean i think that's the thing about games journalism in hard right games games press all uh, right it's hard to keep a job lately with yep. all this stuff going mm-hmm. on and i can only imagine as you said you know you leave the place and then you have to figure out what you want to do but you want to do this I you can, I mean, they know they can take it from me, right? it's It's terrifying right, to start your own thing to do this independent thing and to take a chance. And so it's awesome to see you finding success. I'm glad you started a Patreon. I'm glad people are coming over to support you.
2: Me too. <laughs> uh,
1: then it begs the question. Of course, kind of funny. You know that I love indies. Janet loves indies. Mm-hmm. Blessing loves it We yeah. do it. We do our best, but we are very mainstream as well in terms of like we're going to do AAA stuff and the traditional coverage. So I love having you on as an expert in the field. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: What for the? R- we have six months left in the year, right? It has been a bonkers year for video games. Uh-huh. I think we're getting to that point where there is an argument that this is the best year ever for games. When you look ahead for the next six months for 2023, what indies are speaking to you that we need to know about?
2: So, of my list, you can check out at theindianformer.com. Uh, of my list of anticipated games, the ones that I'm still looking forward to, I have two, one for very selfish reasons and one, uh, just looks fantastic and I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to start with selfish. Sure. Uh, it's called Spirity. Spirity. Yeah. Okay. It's all one word, Spirity. Uh, it is a sort of pixelated, um, spirited away. Oh, essentially. Like you, you play as a writer, you've gone into the country trying to fix your writer's block. Uh, you stumble across, you know, like you do whenever you go out to the country, uh, a magical teapot that of course. allows you to see spirits and, oh my gosh, there's already a little thing of it. Oh, um, Barrett's on top Barrett's of it Barrett's so good.
1: And that's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. We like to not tell Barrett ahead of time. <laughs> we could have said what games we we're going to talk about. We didn't know such thing. No. But Barrett's did, so good.
3: Did I have to take a shot in the dark on how to spell spirit tea? Yes, did I it. nailed it. I what would you come it. up with? So good. It? Spirit, and then at the end of it, tea like, yeah, tea, like T-E-A. Oh,
1: see, I would have gone T-E-E. Nope. Like a T-shirt.
2: No, so your job is to run a bathhouse for spirits. Awesome. Uh, and do a lot of cool, fun things. It's a solo developer. I'm very excited to play it. But on top of that, uh, being just excited because it's a great game, I'm also an NPC in the game. Oh, no way. That's awesome. <laughs> Congratulations.
1: Look at so, that. You get out there, you do the work, you get yeah. put the game.
2: So if you play, you could be my friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excellent. All right. What, so what's a non-selfish pick?
2: Uh, so the non-selfish pick is going to be Nine Souls, Okay. and that's N-I-N-E-S-O-L-S. Okay. Um, it is a Metroidvania 2D, the most beautiful hand-drawn graphics, and anyone who knows me knows that if you've got a hand-drawn game, I'm in. That's it? That's it right there. 100% Barrett. Um, it is sort of like Sekiro in the way that its combat works, a lot more uh, defense and blocking at the right times uh, instead of like just straight kill, kill, kill. Yeah. Um but just really beautiful, really interesting. I got to play a little bit of the demo. Unfortunately, it did get pushed back a little bit later. It was supposed to come out uh, sometime in the second quarter, and now it's coming out sometime in the fourth quarter. That's and the I, thing
1: with these indies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just delaying their game. You know market. what? However like,
2: long they have
1: to. I agree. I agree. Whatever, whatever I makes the game the best. Yeah, I'm a
2: hundred percent down
1: for that. See a solitude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of Sea of Solitude, uh, of course, Steam Next Fest is happening yes. right now. It has kicked off today. Wanted. Of course, these are a gajillion indies up there. A yes. lot of them have demos. A lot of them are releasing uh, uh, release dates for it. We'll get to some of those new dates. But for you, I know it's this morning. You know, <laughs> yeah, It's only 10 a.m. Yep. Have you gotten on there? What on there is a must play? What What are you recommending from Steam Next Fest? Uh,
2: so I have had some people throw demos my way yeah. um, to do early stuff. But the things that I want to shout out uh, are things either... uh, I'll start with the things that I have played. Obviously, we've got a connection here with Little Kitty, Big City. We sure do. (laughs) I
1: played over at uh, uh, the SGF.
2: Yeah. Uh, Adorable. You have put a hat on a cat and...
1: Let's go get some shinies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's (laughs) knock bagels and phones out of people's hands. I'm like, yeah, this is great. Platforming a little bit. Yeah.
2: It's great. Uh, I got to play uh, Shogun Showdown uh, also at GDC it is a very interesting concept. And one of the selling points, I'm not sure why, was that you could play it all with one hand. Okay. So you move your little character, and it's a strategy game on a platform, sort of floating platform, and you move the character, and when you move your character or make any sort of turn uh, changes, you, the other enemies also move at the same time. Yeah. So you have to be sure that like, even turning around is a thing because and I killed myself many times just thinking that doing wasn't the, the gonna be the smallest thing, and yeah. they just like come in and try to kill you. But it is this m- amazing little rogue, like, oh my god, Barrett, you are blowing my mind. <laughs> um, no, that's a hundred percent it. It is, uh, you level up as you kill people, you get more cards. You can kind of see the cards at the bottom are your actions, and they cool down, so you have to be careful when you use them. It, it is just a fun.
1: It's Looks one great. of those Loves games where
2: you think you're going to play for five minutes. Yeah. And then you look up, it's been an hour. Okay. Uh, so definitely check that out. That's one that I haven't heard a lot of people talking about, and I kind of want to get the word out. Okay. I think the last one I'll go for here is uh, Cataclysmo. Okay. I, it's not, I can't say it as well as the developers. Okay. But it was revealed I'm, at one of the showcases, I want to say even before Summer summer Showcase. Okay. Um. It's like you are building a castle brick by brick, and then also defending it, and it just looks gorgeous. And I have really no idea what else it's about.
1: That's (laughs) that's all you. When it's that good, that's all you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, that's sort of why I love uh, Steam Next Fest because it is the real chance for you to get your hands on it. Like talking about uh, the summer showcases, um, this is really what it is like—the perfect e3 experience of like not having to wait in line and just getting your hands on all these things so you know go steam next fest is up until next monday go check some stuff out check some things out that you wouldn't check out normally uh try it's free try it (laughs) Costs nothing.
1: Grows the economy. Yeah, go do it for for real. Because, of course, this is such a big deal for so many developers. Uh, Of course, the biggest thing I ever hear from indie devs when we did our GDC stream, it was a big point for us to make sure we drove this home. If you like the game, wishlist the game. That actually helps them out so much. So even if you just saw something here and you're never, ever going to go play it or whatever, in in terms of, uh, like, this week, go in there and still wishlist something if it spoke to you. But go in there and do a whole bunch of stuff. And I, I love going in and wishlisting stuff just that catches my eye. Doesn't mean I'm ever going to buy it. doesn't mean I'm going to mm-hmm. pre-order it, but it helps me keep a track of it when I when yeah. I pop up and see what's it's going on. It's very
2: helpful for me because I keep a calendar of indie releases. Yeah. Um, can I
1: subscribe to that? Is there a way? You got a yeah. Google calendar? Go, go to too?
2: my website and subscribe, and okay, you should great. be able to get it. Uh, like <laughs> um But speaking for games, I have a special game that I've thought of just for this occasion oh. for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is going to be a Greg Miller-ass game. Love it. Uh, It is an hour long. Love that. It's gameplay is light, to put it mildly. Okay. Um, but the story is, solo developer, own personal story, is about a psychosis and his personal break from reality. Okay. And seeing that descent and coming back out of it. Okay. In just an hour. And okay. I, it's called Of Moons and Mania.
3: Moons
2: and... Uh, This one's going to be harder for Barrett to find, so good luck. But it is an astounding game to experience. That's it.
1: Oh, okay. It's, and it's text-based.
2: It, it sort of is. You're playing as that little white dot, and you have to kind of pick your dialogue options. Oh, yeah. But as you get more and more, like your mental illness starts to descend, it gets harder and harder to pick things gotcha. that are. And it just tells the story of, of, of this very personal, deep, thing that happened to this person that you don't get to see a lot so i feel like this would definitely be up your alley (laughs) and i don't want you to miss it because it's again solo developer they were not marketing i got an email and they're like please check this out and i did i'm like this is of this is something you do not see um so it came out late last year and i want to make sure to put that on your calendar
1: i have uh, added it to my it's free Yep. Which is great. So yep. it's already in my library on Steam now. And then I'm also tweeting out uh, the thing that says, uh, when Jill says get it, I get it. And, out, and I'll put in the link there too. And that's it.
2: all you're going to be doing this whole show now.
1: <laughs> anyway, something else <laughs> happened in the news.
2: <laughs> Jill's got this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you would. Okay, great. That's for me. Anything yep. else you want to get I out?
2: brought a second thing for the Jabroni Boys, especially oh! Andy. Uh, there is a Steam Next Best demo of MythForce. Which is 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 still in early access in um Epic Game Store. So the fact that it's on, on Steam, Steam is very awesome. interesting. Yeah. Uh but it is a sort of roguelike uh oh, dungeon crawler, beautiful like Saturday morning cartoons in the eighties sort of look to it. Uh I'm sure anybody who enjoys the Jabroni boys have seen them sort of get through this and play this and uh, you know, Andy picks the best character because Hawkins, that archer that you see, is is the greatest character. Okay um this looks incredible this is awesome it's incredible and they just did a huge update one of the biggest things being that you are no longer picking up weapons and hoping for the best as enemies (laughs) drop things yeah um so you're getting them in shrines uh and doing different stats and stuff for your weapon instead of for you a lot of the time uh and it's and they've changed the the difficulty a lot they've made a difficulty level so that you're not constantly dying so i actually got to the end which is great um yeah and there's just a lot a lot to dig into so i hope you guys get to do that soon
3: and for, for context, Greggy, this was the game I think the Jabroni Boys did stream at one point oh. where Kevin was trying to get through lines of fire <laughs> and he couldn't figure out the timing <laughs> right. yeah okay. And he said it was a oh. difficult pattern, but it was literally just an on and off, and Andy uh, definitely uh, freaked out a big one. I remember that now. One. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Another big thing that might be new to a lot of people is that the, it's controller supported now. Oh, great. So you don't have to play it on your... So I can just keep waiting. This, a bit. this will be
1: on, this will be on PlayStation in no time.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Don't
1: worry about it. these indie games. They usually get ported over just like that. Mm-hmm. And speaking of little indie games, let's talk about the fact that Final Fantasy 16 spoilers are out in the wild. Xbox doesn't believe in VR for now, and so much more because this. It's kind of funny games daily each and every weekday across a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news. You need to know about if you like that, be part of the show by writing in for free at kind slash KFGD with your questions, thoughts and opinions about the news. And of course your squad up requests. Then. Watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind and youtube.com slash kinda funny games. If you're watching live, just like and Johnson5513 is and Ace Boogie Games are. Well, you have a special job. Go to kind of you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kinda funny games and listening on podcast services around The Globe. No matter where you get the show, please support us by, of course, rating, reviewing, sharing all the different shows. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe there. If you're listening on Spotify, rate there. And if you're not doing the other thing, go do the other thing just for once. Go to Apple Podcasts. What's happening over there? Nobody knows. Of course... You can support us by using the Epic creator code Kinda Funny at checkout on the Epic Game Store or when you're playing Fortnite, Rocket League, etc. on your PlayStation, Xbox, or Switch. However, the best way to support us, just like the best way to support the Indie Informer, is to go to patreon.com slash kinda funny over on patreon.com slash kinda funny. <laughs> you can get each and every episode of Kinda Funny Games daily ad-free, just like each and every other podcast we post. You can watch us record the show live before anybody else gets it. The other one's not this one because this one's live and it's daily news. And then, of course, you could get a bevy of bonus content like all sorts of kind of feudies and Gregways, and you name it. If you gave us 10 bucks right now, you'd get more than 250 episodes of content never released to the public. But I digress. Let's get some housekeeping for you. A new episode of The Blessing Show is premiering tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific, right after Kind of Funny Games Daily, and it's all about what's up with PlayStation's multiplayer strategy. It's the season finale wrapping up this year's episodes, so tune in at 11 a.m. on the dot for a jam-packed episode of course you supported us on patreon.com slash kind of funny in january when we or not october actually right when we did uh, uh, the launch of the spare bedroom and that got you this full season so thank you for your support hard to believe it's over but so much more stuff promised you on that thermometer and it's coming through this is going to be a banger episode you need to check it out and it's required reading of course i guess viewing for PSI love you this week so get over there uh, we also if you didn't remember have a brand new store ladies and gentlemen with brand new merch but guess what that means it means we have an old store full of old merch we got to get rid of and so right now we have a deal of the week you can get 20% off your order from our Rooster Teeth store uh, and you can go over with the code jabroni that's right jabroni G J A B R O N I. you can go to store.roosterteeth.com and go on over to the kind of funny uh, tab there to get in there and then you use that and sunset this store sunset this store so I don't get boxes of thousands of t-shirts that Mike has to try to sell on the streets, please. Uh, over on Patreon, of course, you can watch us record the new kind of funny podcast this afternoon and get a 15-minute Greg way today that I haven't recorded yet. So please tweet me questions so I can answer <laughs> some stuff and know what I'm talking about. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, uh, Casey Andrew, Delaney Twining, and James Hastings. They were brought to you by BetterHelp, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. (laughs) Time for some news. Seven items on the Roper Report. A
2: Baker's Dozen.
1: (sighs) Jill, how excited for Final Fantasy 16 are you? Not very. Okay, well, that, that didn't work. But if you were excited, you should be careful. Number one on the Roper Report, of course, beware. Final Fantasy Sixteen spoilers are out there because early copies of the game are out there. This is Andy Robinson over at VGC. Square Enix has acknowledged that copies of Final Fantasy sixteen have made their way into public hands ahead of its release and said it will target pre-release media and streams. Ahead of the game's June 22nd release date, physical copies of Final Fantasy sixteen made their way into public hands this week. According to several social media media users who started posting images and details of the game this has led square uh, to putting a spoiler warning on its social media channels and asking all users who managed to get the game early to not share media or story details the post reads we're aware the small number of physical copies of final fantasy 16 are being circulated we're in the process of a thorough investigation into illegitimate acquisitions and are acting to limit this head of the official launch of the game on June twenty second. For those who receive a copy ahead of launch, we kindly ask that you do not share any aspect of the game, including screenshots, videos, and live streams until after Final Fantasy 16 has officially launched. Our priority is to ensure that the full game experience is not spoiled for our fans. And to do what and to do that, we will take down any images, videos, streams published ahead of the launch day. We ask for your assistance and cooperation in the final week ahead of launch, end quote. Final Fantasy 16 will be released on PlayStation 5 on June 22nd. A playable demo for the game was released on the PlayStation Store earlier this week. During a pre-release live... I just love this. During a pre-release live stream on Saturday, the game's development team confirmed it will release a day one patch for Final Fantasy 16. Despite previously stating it would not need Mm. to do so. (laughs) The update will fix progression and crash issues as well as making performance improvements in different parts of the game. The development team has also listened to feedback regarding motion blur and will add the ability to turn it off in a future update. As well as the ability to adjust camera movement. Jill. Greg, you're not interested in Final Fantasy sixteen.
2: I'm not not interested.
1: You're not not interested. Okay. I
2: mean, this is probably of all the Final Fantasies, one that's that's targeted to me. It's got a nice uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, got yeah. a nice Game of Thrones pool in there. It's got big monsters. Summons, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and a lot of people that I enjoy a lot are really excited for the game. Um, I hate, like, even if I'm not huge into a game, I hate seeing this sort of thing mm. happen
1: of course yeah it's always such a a, a bummer and a backbreaker because you think immediately to the development team and the writers who put all this stuff and crafted this thing and you want that big launch moment you want it to be out in the world and, and then you get here and you're like ah, crap okay well don't do that and don't look there and blah 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 it is an interesting one of i appreciate them being like yo don't stream it or don't do this stuff it'll be interesting to see how much they really try to crack down on people because again i don't fault the consumer they talk about illegitimate things well it's like it's. I assume the mom and pop shop that's just putting it out, or yeah. you know, a Walmart that screwed up and put it out, and you got it. Once you have it, I I feel bad for doing the takedowns on the kids who are yeah. just putting their stuff up because everybody wants to get out there and be a streamer and do whatever. But like, also, it's a huge game, right? I assume this is going to be dozens and dozens of hours. I don't know how many spoilers inside would work because even for me, somebody who started the game in the demo, right, that's out right now, it's like, okay, cool, I get it, but I like you could. I I know Clive. Uh-huh. Of course, Clive came through and we talked to him. like, uh-huh. Uh. And there's a couple name. other character names I know. But if you were to go, well, 30 hours in, Tifa St. John comes over and does, <laughs> like, I don't know who that is and what happens. And I'm not looking at it. I have time to get out of the screenshot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm I I'm more excited for it than you are, but I am definitively not the Final Fantasy guy, which yeah. is why it's impressive that playing the demo, I was like, okay, like all the talk in the lead up to this, all the previews whether it was Michael Heim on Gamescast or Tim on Gamescast. Talking about the combat of it and then the fact that it's going to be just more fantasy and it's going to try to be like, not adult, but you know, like more grittier. (laughs) Playing through what I played, I was like, you know what? I am interested in this, but this is a game I have to be in the mood for. And I don't know if that mood will last the 30 hours, 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours, whatever it's going to be, right? I haven't looked into how long the game is. And so that's a weird one for me of like, even Game of Thrones, I enjoyed here and there, but I wasn't like weekly destination viewing for me personally, because I'm just not that guy.
2: I still was though yeah yeah <laughs> so well, then
1: what's the th- what is stopping you here what is making you go this isn't 100% mine
2: uh I think a big part of it is is just like you said the time sink yeah I do not have that kind of time that's why we love indies <laughs> yeah that's why we oh, love I, I, I a great experience I don't, in an enough, hour? I don't have enough time to play the indies that I want to play yeah like I am catching up from summer game fest because I was there the whole week and yeah. and I can't be there and cover things yeah so I'm like I just got um an impressions piece up on Fall of Porcupine, which came out last week.
1: And this is a game that everybody keeps, I look at, and it's like, oh, it's Night in the Woods inspired, and you're a doctor, but you're a pigeon. And, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this sounds like something I like. This seems like a Greg game. Is yeah. it a Greg game?
2: It does seem like a Greg-ass okay. game, I'm not going to lie. Okay. okay, good, 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 good,
1: <laughs> good. I'm looking forward to that one, then too. Then yeah, Yeah, and that's the thing. So a quick question then for you. Do you find your, is it a rare AAA game that gets you or is it that you, you're always looking at indies and then are you always looking at indies both because you enjoy it of course but you turn your passion then into this career so now is it kind of like this cycle of like well I gotta do this I have to do that I can't play dozens and dozens of hours of Final Fantasy because it would take me away from what the indieinformer.com is.
2: It's actually a strange uh, reversal from that so when I was a game informer I uh, tried to stick to indies as much as possible and it would be a sort of difficulty professionally when I was not say interested in the next final fantasy but you kind of have to be aware of what's going on and now I'm I'm sort of unleashed
3: <laughs> <laughs> so that
2: I can just outright say oh, I'm not terribly interested and I might It's
1: freeing, right? Yeah. It's freeing to be like yeah, this is not my jam. I'm not going to mm-hmm. play it, I'm not going to do the thing.
2: Yeah. I think the the thing about turning your job or your, your hobby into your job happened a lot earlier in games journalism. So now I'm just I mean, that thing where I'm constantly making content no matter what I'm doing. Yeah. Um which is fun but also hard. Uh because you don't get to just sit back and and have fun and sometimes I do play uh A games just for fun. So I think my big fun game of the year is going to be Tears of the Kingdom nice. because I'm not I'm not covering that. I don't have to cover it. I don't have to think about it as content. I can just play it.
1: So now double back cuz I want to know more about fall of porcupine okay because it's this idea of to me it sounds when i heard the name i was like oh it's like a kingdom falling or whatever yeah it's like no it's autumn like oh okay (laughs) and then it's out but they put out a prequel there's a free prequel or so it's like the demo was it's i don't know what's happening
2: (laughs) so it's out okay um you can go and play it um but in my uh impressions piece which you can see currently on the site um I do talk a little bit about the double meaning in the name, Fall okay. of Porcupine. There does seem to be a very uh, clever play because it is fall. It is a game that I would love to play as the leaves are turning color and the seasons are changing. Um, but there is a sort of, no matter how like endearing this particular art style looks, there is a little bit of looking inside and, and thinking about harder questions of uh what we were talking about like exhausting yourself for your passion which happens to also be your job and and to what extent you allow yourself to burn out and what happens when you burn out and how you kind of handle all of it and uh, do you give yourself some time to be
1: i love it's a pigeon
2: but it's it's a pigeon (laughs) yeah this is where the woods
1: comparisons come in right yes 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 (laughs) i mean
2: there is some of the the fact that it's uh, because it's animals but there is some dna there as well sure Uh, i don't think that this one will get quite as dark as night in the woods did but you know
1: we'll have to wait and see yeah okay i'm excited (laughs) i'm looking forward to that one uh you know what though xbox isn't looking forward to vr anytime soon Mm -hmm. number two on the rope report uh we're talking about of course Matt Booty still making his podcast slash interview rounds and talking about VR for Xbox. This is Tom Henderson at Insider Gaming, who breaks out a part of The Hollywood Reporter's reporting and says, Speaking with The Hollywood Reporter, the head of Microsoft's Xbox Game Studios, Matt Booty, has spoken on Xbox's view of VR and AR. Quote, I think for us, it's just a bit of wait until there's an audience there. We're very fortunate that we have these big IPs that have turned into ongoing franchises with big communities, Booty said in his response to a question about his thoughts on VR and AR. Quote, we have 10 games that have achieved over 10 million players' life to date, which is a pretty big accomplishment. But that's the kind of scale that we need to see success for the game, and it's just, it's not quite there yet with AR VR, end quote. Sony has already seen some success with its PlayStation VR 2, with Sony reporting that the headset is already outselling its predecessor, the PlayStation VR. Uh, Analyst predictions, which originated from the research firm IDC, reported via Bloomberg, said low unit sales were because of rising costs of living, rising interest rates, and rising layoffs. In March, the firm suggested that PlayStation VR 2 sold around 270,000 units in the headset's first six weeks, with... Sony's own reporting stating the headset sold just shy of 600000 in the same period. The reported figures put PlayStation VR 2 sales 8% more than the original PSVR in the same time period. Meanwhile, Apple recently revealed its latest VR-slash-AR headset named the Apple Vision Pro. It's described as a device designed with gamers in mind. The Apple Vision Pro is entering the market, competing with MetaQuest's headsets, Sony PlayStation VR 2, Valve Index, and other options. Uh, When I saw this going around this morning, Jill, I saw the one and only Matt Piscatella. Of course, uh, he's an analyst, but his official highfalutin title, uh, executive director and video game industry analyst at Circana, which was formerly NPD. Uh, He quote tweeted one of the reportings on this. I believe it might have been... VGC's article about this and not the this one, but same information. Quote tweeted and said this in response to uh, Matt Booty's stuff, and then it's a thread, right? Matt Booty is absolutely right. The market is also currently cratering, although it may rebound with a new Quest hardware. Maybe. Then, he, in his own thread, he put in this uh, uh, one reporting from NPD that was, quote, VR sales in 2023 have, sig- have been significantly lower than last year, with unit sales declining by 70%. Let me try that again, because I mumbled a lot of it. VR sales in 2023 have been significantly lower than last year, with unit sales declining by 70%, end quote. Then back to the thread. If you like VR, that's awesome, and I say keep enjoying it. I ain't here to yuck anyone's yums. Astrobot Rescue Mission is on my personal top 10 favorite games of all time. But the market is what it is. Then he ends his thread. No one is yelling at me about, no one is yelling at me about this, and for some reason that makes me nervous, because Matt knows how the VR community is yep. they they are very protective of VR or even when facts and figures are thrown in their face or whatever. Jill, where are you at right now with VR?
2: Uh so I have a PSVR 2.
1: I if you're the Indian former you have to yeah. cuz so many indies are doing stuff.
2: I saw that you got to play before your eyes. I did. That oh my crazy. god.
1: Yeah, adorable. Right? Not adorable. I mean, like heartbreaking but like <laughs> such a great visual and everything. It's we'll get to it. Sorry. Yeah. What are your thoughts on VR?
2: I want it to be what I want it to be so bad.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I want PSVR to be that thing that you step in and you are experiencing a world and you are immersed in it and it is amazing and everything around you is is really happening. And I want it to be the dream, but it's not there. It's not there. The technology is not there. The games are not there. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Technology can be as good as it is, but if you've still got, uh, pick up this ball with this rock and Throw it across, and so they're like, "Okay, that's fun." If it's a tech demo,
1: everything seems like a tech demo.
2: Yeah, then you're not gonna have, have people clamoring to spend hundreds of dollars to go, or thousands of dollars, depending on what, you know, which one, uh, to go pick this the whole thing up that you can just play normal quote unquote traditional games. Yeah. Uh, and enjoy that experience. Um, I think the oh, what was the one, The Horizon one recently?
1: I uh, call of the mountain.
2: Call of the Mountain. I, I, I was really close. I was like, Call of the Wild? That's not quite right.
1: I, it's understandable. <laughs> Horizon's got like these, these nouns and adjectives in a bucket, and they just grab from it and put oh, it at the end.
2: Uh, and that was fantastic as much as it could have been.
1: <laughs> yes, Jim Yes, that's right. Yes, yeah. Um.
2: Right. So just like
1: I mean, this bone and arrow mechanic feels great. Yeah. Climbing feels great. Yeah. Why am I doing it? Yeah. Why do I? I've, I've done this for an hour or two or three, and it's like, all right, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need to do more.
2: Right. Um. Seeing giant creatures, seeing actual monsters, realizing what the scale is—that's yeah. really what VR is good for. I remember having VR, uh, for the Skyrim port, which made me really dizzy. <laughs> um. <laughs> And just walking into a cave and seeing how large the cave was, was a real, like, oh, VR could be a huge thing. Yeah. We're just not there. And that's sad.
1: Yeah. And, of course, that's what Matt Booty's saying, of course, that the market isn't there. And that's what is worrisome about Matt saying this, right, as he reads the tea leaves and see stuff. Of course, yeah, Quest 3 could change the game and do a whole bunch of different stuff. But for me, I'm right there with you. Is it? It is about software. It is about experiences. And I know I'm a broken record. And if you listen to the show, you've probably heard me talk about it a million times. And just like for me, it's awesome. VR is cool, but is it's just Dave and Buster's. It's just arcade games. It's I. Yeah. You know, I got a text from a friend uh, this week who's like, "Hey, I just got this uh, check. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give away who this person is. <laughs> I got this check in the mail, and like I didn't expect it. And so, should I buy a PlayStation VR too? And I was like, No." Like, I can't, and I'm like, if you look at, go look at the library, and if you can find a bunch of games, you're like, I need to play it awesome. I I was like, the only thing I would tell you, if you were to, hey, I just picked up, get before your eyes. Yeah. And then everything else, I would say, like, meh, whatever. Like, you don't need to go do, it's like, fine, whatever. And it's like, I don't like saying that. I want to be excited for VR. I know that, as I started it, right, so many indies are making things in VR. And, uh, you know, I feel like you've seen it that. They maybe with PlayStation VR or Quest One or two, you know, you get into that space because hey, here's what we're going to publish this game. Here's money for you guys to make this thing. You start working on that skill set and those talents, and like you are, people are learning and making those, you know, choices that were, as Shu used to talk about it, PlayStation One stuff, right? That you hope that you iterate on the next one. But as we have seen developers who made a lot of great VR stuff leave the space, go go to more traditional games, it is that idea of like, who is learning? And don't get me wrong, Meta has a whole bunch of people doing great stuff over there. You know, Sanzaru is one of their teams. They're making their sequel to their game. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. I'm sure. Uh, I, I sent uh, Barrett. I sent you one uh, a trailer over there, right? Uh, and Dreams is still chasing VR, and they're doing Synapse. That's the one that, yeah. that we got. saw at the trailer, and that was one that I know the PlayStation VR2 audience is very much like. No, this is going to be the real deal. This is going to be it. And I'm going to try it. I'm going to play it. I'm going. To, I want to talk about PlayStation. Uh, PS, I love you. XOXO. But again, it's just like. I don't know what happens after this round of titles comes out. And it is like the stuff that's been announced, like is PlayStation going to continue to support, you know, it, it, it I, I really appreciate the uh, Tom uh, report here from insider gaming, bringing up, of course, the fact that there was this thing from IDC two seventy. Yeah, that's going to be the thing. And then PlayStation like, no, it's almost 600,000, which is more than PlayStation VR, but it's like, okay, it, but is there that, uh, oof, you know what I mean? Like, I am everything in the world, I guess, in terms of video games, but I'm still the PlayStation guy and I really don't feel there's a there's a conversation about PlayStation VR two.
2: Yeah, I don't feel that passion. I don't feel that enthusiasm. I love the idea that it's selling more. Maybe it's because yeah. people missed out on the first one and they're like, oh, well, this is the, the new generation. I want to get in on it. It's going to be smoother. It's going to be more exciting for new developers. Uh, hopefully that's the case and hopefully they continue to kind of keep this going?
1: Yeah. And that's the thing is I want to see where it could be. You're talking about, you know, these games aren't what you want them to be yet. And I agree with you. I want them to get there. And I know that to get there you have to put in the work. And it's not even me saying you should stop putting in the work. It's more the, you look at this industry and the round and round of layoffs. You know what I mean? And you look at studio closures. You look at where people are choosing to invest. And I wholeheartedly, full chest, do not believe that PlayStation in five years is going to be like, we still need to be committed to PlayStation VR. I think you'll see that follow I'm not even convinced in five years, you'll see them talking about live service games anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and their whole multiplayer push.
2: <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Greg canceled VR.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then it'll be the thing. Gamers, it'll Greg. be They'll put out like three great games. And it'll be successful. I'll be like, oh, fuck you, Greg. See what I like? That's not what I said. That's not what
2: I said. That's exactly what he said. Don't I want lie. it to
1: be great. Got a game to play for PlayStation VR today for review. It doesn't matter.
3: It's on the know. tape. You hate it, but you can't play games on it. I thought <laughs> you hated it.
1: I know the majority of you aren't like that because I know so many of you go to patreon.com slash kind Over on Patreon.com slash kinda funny, of course, you can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad free. You can watch us record every podcast other than this one, pretty much, uh, live as we record it ad free a day early, like the Kind of Funny podcast this afternoon. Of course, you get a bevy of bonus episodes like Kind of Feudy, uh, The Greg Way Show, uh, The Next Gen Podcast, you name it, it's all over there. And of course, most importantly, like I said, ad free viewing of Kind of Funny Games Daily. But since you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny, here's a word from our sponsor. This episode
0: is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know this from experience, how often it just seems easier to care about others and to keep it moving, but... When we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my very best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash
1: Number three on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, The PlayStation 3 exclusive, Metal Gear Solid 4, was once running beautifully on Xbox 360. This is Chris going in at VGC. At one point during its development, Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots, was quote, unquote, running beautifully and smoothly on Xbox 360. That's according to the game's assistant producer, friend of the show, Ryan Payton, of course, from Camouflage, you know, Iron Man, all that jazz, who shares the revolution, uh, the revolution, I'm sorry, in Stephen L. Kent's book, The Ultimate History of Video Games, Volume 2, in an interview for the book. Payton claims that there was no exclusivity deal to ensure the game was only released on PS3 and that the decision instead came down to the choice of disc format used in Microsoft's console. Payton says at one point, Konami set up a team dedicated to seeing if the game could be ported to the Xbox 360. Uh, quote, despite the down, despite how tr- downtrodden my colleagues were with developing on PS3, most of them were still hardcore Sony fanboys and were not in favor of sen- spending resources on such a test, he explains in the book. They believed Metal Gear Solid 4 would look and run terribly on Microsoft's older and inferior hardware. One fateful day, the Konami R&D team hosted a meeting where we got to see the fruits of their labor. Metal Gear Solid 4 running beautifully and smoothly on Xbox 360, end quote. According to Peyton, although the port was possible on a technical level, it wasn't practical on a physical level. Because PS3 games came on BD-ROM discs that could hold up to 54 gigabytes of storage, and the Xbox 360 games came on DVD-ROM discs that could only hold up to 8.3 gigabytes, bringing Metal Gear Solid 4 to Xbox 360 would have required putting the game on numerous discs, something Konami wasn't willing to do. This is backed up at the time by Sony's Jack Trenton, Jackie T, who once stated, quote, Metal Gear Solid 4 is not only exclusive on PS3, it's only possible on PS3, thanks in part to Blu-ray. Konami announced mean, last month the remake of Metal Gear Solid 3, titled Metal Gear Solid Triangle. I'm always going to say triangle. I'm <laughs> snake too. eater. Uh, it will release PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC. It will also be releasing with the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Series Volume 1, which will contain Metal Gear Solid 1 through 3, as well as the original Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2. Metal Gear Solid 4 has never been re-released on any other format, meaning it remains a PS3 exclusive to this day. It remains to be seen if Volume 2 of the Metal Gear Master Collection series will contain a port of the game.
3: And it was also recently taken off of uh, PlayStation Plus when they like redid all of the yeah. PlayStation Plus Plus and all that
2: stuff.
1: So you gotta get it now. Were you ever a Metal Gear person?
2: I, I feel like I probably should be. Yeah um I, I
1: love metal Gear. you know that but i love
2: it. <laughs> i saw this trailer and it was maybe one of the most ridiculous up until the big reveal and then there's a thing that ate another thing yeah it was, it was food chain oh it was snakes at the top of it don't And i worry. was like okay and i'm never like you i'm never calling it anything but triangle
1: yeah yeah it was delta business <laughs> you know, put a d there you know what i mean It's a triangle 100 yeah. uh this is uh of course you know a fun, interesting one to look back. It's nice to see Ryan spilling all his Metal Gear secrets from working on that. Uh, it'll be, I'm, for me personally, the discussion point is the Master Collection, which is what I popped for. They showed the Delta trailer and I was like, whatever, whatever. And then the Metal Gear Collection, Volume 1. Yeah, That's what I flipped out about. Because yeah, I would love a Volume 2 that is, I would love comprehensively, here's the Metal Gear Solid, the entire collection on... Whatever platform, I'm
2: however doing. many discs they need to put it on.
1: Well, that's that's done now. We got digital. <laughs> I'll be downloading things left and right. I'll be all part of it. I'll be ready for it. Now, speaking of downloading things, Gregway, number six on the Roper Report, the Lives of P demo is a huge hit. Hmm. Uh, this is Louise Joshua Gutierrez at Gamespot who reports: as of late, many people have taken an interest in uh Souls-like game, Lives of P. Uh, the demo has surpassed over a million downloads in the last three days. Since the announcement of a playable demo was released, uh, the experience of playing the game has received mostly positive reviews. It currently has a 4.3 out of 5 on the Xbox Store, and earned a top spot on Steam's top 100 most played games. In addition, Lies of P has reached over 170,000 views on Twitch, and is now one of the top 10 pre-ordered games on PlayStation. In a press release, the the project director had this to say about the demo's positive feedback. Quote, the Lies of P team has been working hard to deliver a demo experience that meets your expectations, and it's been gratifying seeing this positive response. We're looking forward to continued feedback as you play through the demo again, so please keep them coming, and we'll release the very best Lies of P experience possible on September 19th, end quote. Jill, have you touched this demo?
2: I have absolutely touched this demo. Yeah? not. A, well, I haven't played it. It's on Steam Next Fest, too, part of that. Uh, they
1: want to keep it on those charts? Bringing
2: it back. Uh, but I I did get to play it a little bit at GDC at Xbox's event. Yeah. Um. And I got to play for seconds before I got murdered, and I loved it. <laughs> Are you a Souls person? I'm a Souls person. Ah. Okay. Okay. So then,
1: how did this one feel compared to that?
2: It felt very. It felt very similar. Yeah. Uh, I think the big thing for me is going to be what all of the narrative elements are. What's Geppetto up to? Yeah. What's going on with all of this? You know, is my nose going to grow? What's up?
1: Yep, exactly. Big part of it. Big part of it. <laughs> uh, of course, Andy Cortez, the Nitro Rifle, uh, a big born player. Uh, what I heard him talking around the office about was that this is like the one that feels the most, of all the Souls-like, this is the one that feels the most like uh, from game. But Barrett-Courtney, I know you invested many an hour into the lives of P-Demo. Where, where's your head at with it?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm really into it. Uh, granted, I'm not the biggest Souls person, uh, like an Andy or, uh, a Blessing or even a Jill here, um, tried Bloodborne for a couple hours cause this one feels the most like Bloodborne out of all the other, uh, Souls games, uh, really appreciate what Bloodborne, uh, was doing. Uh, there was some other, there was some like, um item management stuff that i didn't love so i dropped off uh and this stuff doesn't seem to be as hardcore with that kind of stuff and i was really into it i'm really into the world uh it does seem like the the story maybe while not as in depth with like lore like uh, other souls games like there's something there that i'm just like really interested in uh with the kind of like steampunky vibe going on here um but yeah i i put it like three hours in really enjoyed it never beat the the demo that's available uh publicly right now uh because at one point i did hit the well this isn't gonna carry over to the the full game like i i I, i've played enough to know that i'm in but yeah i'm i've i've seen enough at at this point to know that i'm gonna play at day one
1: all right good to know i haven't touched it i I mean like there's a whole different conversation here but I, i haven't touched it i want to because again like It's not the gameplay of Souls games that I don't like usually. It's usually the setting. And this one, even though I don't look at it and go, that's the world I want to be in. I'm more interested in like, it looks like it's got, for me, a better personality than Mm -hmm. what I would want out of an Elden Ring or something like that. So I'm interested to try and see what's up, but I still don't strike. I I don't know. How is their storytelling, Jill? Does it seem like they're they're doing? Is it better than I'm going to have to watch some guy on YouTube? I legitimately
2: cannot tell you. I just gotta run through and hit things and and get murdered, like I said. See, so. this is
1: why I play the games about my mental health. You know what I mean? Yeah. A story there, <laughs> I get to <laughs> be a pigeon. Get, I get to find out the what's one going
3: on. It that you seems have to be worry a about. little bit straightforward. If you're if you understand Pinocchio lore, lore like everyone uh, like you're should, gonna, you're gonna get the gist of this. Okay. Or like I could not tell you like. More than maybe a minute worth of like Elden Ring lore, but sure. you know, like,
1: but Pinocchio, you could go on for Pino- an hour.
3: Pinocchio, I could go on for hours, and uh, the, the, what I played in the demo, it seems a bit more straightforward for you, Greg.
1: Okay, and then what I, the track to jump on, what a time to be. I'm so glad demos are back,
3: yeah, you know what I mean.
1: We're talking about Liza P, we just talked about Final Fantasy 16, we're talking about Steam Next Fest and all yeah. these awesome games to go play, which is I'm cheating a bit, but. Hell yeah. Like, I love the ability that I, I miss those days when it was everything had a demo and you could get in and actually play it and
2: see. 100%. It's a little hard because uh, you guys were talking on Friday how you were happy to have a weekend and you everything had been go, go, go. Yeah. It's a little hard when you have a big event right after a big event, yeah. and this is another big indie event, so I'm still go, 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 go.
1: So, yeah, what does is, what is your day look like? You finish uh, with us, you're going to head back, and you're just going to play all these I'm games. I'm just going to
2: play so many games.
1: Are you streaming them all, or do you not stream, or how's that work? Uh,
2: I started streaming as part of my Patreon, and okay. it's going to be up to my uh, patrons what I play next. to put that up on Friday, okay. and we'll see what happens.
1: Okay, great. And then for you, <laughs> with com. I can't forget
2: that the very much. I don't much.
1: want to forget that. I want to make sure I get there. I want to make sure they don't end up somewhere wrong, you know what I mean? Uh having to listen to amaran Khan or something. Nobody wants that. Uh for the are you trying to turn these previews as fast as possible? Or are you trying to do one a day? How are you seeding your content?
2: Um a big part of the way I wanna manage the Indian former is to be a place that is human friendly. Yeah. So to, so if I am able to get through things and it's the work day and I've had breaks and I've been eating, then that's, that's what I do. However many I can get through. Okay. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to put my controller down. I'm going to go pet my cats. I'm going to go hang out with my husband. You know. Fantastic. Uh, so I will try to get as many demos as possible. I try to preview a lot of them. Sometimes I do roundups for these are the ones you definitely need to go see. Um, it really depends on what fits into... Into that schedule because uh, I want to be the change I want to see in the world. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Great.
1: Uh, number five on the Roper Report, and yes, I just read story number six. I don't know how they got out. Order, get off my back. Uh, we're talking about gaming, going to the movies. I got two stories about uh, video game adaptations for you. We'll start over at Games Radar, where Hiron Cryer writes uh, about Kojima in Death Stranding. Hideo Kojima is involved with the Death Stranding movie, but he won't be the one directing the adaptation. Uh, it's a day ending with Y, which means Hideo Kojima has been tweeting up a storm. Yesterday, on June 18th, Kojima saw fit to clarify a misunderstanding about the upcoming Death Stranding movie. He is quote-unquote deeply involved with the new project, but he isn't actually directing the movie. Instead, Kojima seems to be taking on a more supervisory role, attending, the, attending to the production, plotting, look, and design of the Death Stranding movie. All of these focuses, honestly, make Kojima's role on the movie adaptation sound pretty similar to his role in making the actual game, albeit without direction. So far, we know precious little about the upcoming Death Stranding movie. It was previously reported that the movie would add new characters that weren't in the games, and it was then revealed that the Death Stranding movie could ditch the game's characters completely. Maybe it's better not to expect Norman Reedus and Guillermo del Toro to show up in the film. I completely forgot there was a Death Stranding movie. (laughs) Kojima tweeted this, and I was like, oh, man, it's news out of Tribeca, because they did his documentary premiere there and all these different things, and him and Jeff were going around having great meals. Nobody was telling me if The Flash was good. I don't care. Uh, But it was this idea of like, oh, right, I guess they announced I don't even remember them announcing a Death Stranding movie.
2: I vaguely remember it, and I I sort of remember Norman Reedus being announced, but I think that's probably just... Was an assumption on my part.
1: Yeah, of course, because uh, he's a movie star, right?
2: <laughs> he obviously would be the choice to be the main character. Um, I am, I'm loving Kojima right now. He's having a great he's free out time. There. He's out there. He's like taking pictures. He's doing wild things. He's like, oh, I don't have to direct this movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> KindofFunny.com. You're slash you're wrong because I'm not going to Google it or whatever. Tell me, when can I watch the Kojima documentary? Again, it premiered over at uh, Tribeca. Mm-hmm. I'd like to watch it. When can I do that? On demand. I don't want to go to Never. theater. Never,
2: Ever? like in. one day. They, burn the, yeah. they burn
1: the negative after it?
2: Anyone who sees it, he'll just tackle. Look at him. He's just vibing. He's partying with heart man He's here. having no such a good deal. time with his life, you know? He's That's just, where I want to be.
1: Exactly. What a, what a nice young man. What a let's, nice clown out there. What,
2: what are we boy. doing here? Let's just go out and vibe, you know?
1: Let's just catch up to him. Maybe still in New York. We can hang out there. <laughs> uh, let's jump from PlayStation's Death Stranding. The PlayStation's Ghost of Tsushima. We have an update on Ghost Love of it. Tsushima Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Ryan Denzel at IGN says John Wick, Chapter Four director Chad Stalski? Stalski? St- well, Stalski. Tal- Stalski uh, has given an update on the Ghost of Tsushima film, saying uh, the team is looking for ways to expand it beyond a single movie into sequels and TV spin offs. Speaking of comicbook.com, Chad discussed how uh, you transfer the story of a video game that's dozens of hours long into a film and teased that Sony is perhaps thinking about more than a single bout on the silver screen. Quote, it's just, how do I unpack that much information into a feature that can go on to other features or a TV project or a platform for that? Uh, He asked. The trick is not, do we have great material? We know we have great material. It's how to make it palpable on any platform. You know, how do we make a great two, two two-and-a-half-hour movie out of this? How do we make it satisfying and leave it open to expand further from there? That's the real challenge. How to take so much great and get it down to a watchable level. Uh, Sony Pictures and PlayStation Productions announced the Ghost of Tsushima film in March 2021, and Chad said it's now, quote, heavy in development, end quote. He continued, I love the property. Look, The game story of Jin Sakai and it being uh, what I would say is the most anti-samurai samurai samurai movie out there because of the storylines, thematics in it, and the journey that Jin Sakai goes through. Uh, Jin's transformation from an honorable samurai to disgraced Ghost of Tsushima, uh, balancing his own pride with the survival of his people, is quote-unquote so interesting, Chad said. Uh, Quote, the the characters uh, in the story are definitely something I don't want to lose in any way. Uh, It's just the visuals I want to keep. The story and the characters are definitely something I don't want to lose in any way, he continued, though he added, it's just the visuals I want to keep. Oh, okay. Uh, Chad said previously he wants the film to be, uh, the film just right. Chad said previously he wants to do the film just right and have the cast and even the language be Japanese, something Sony is quote-unquote so on board with, end quote. Lots to unpack here. Because this is one of those projects, why did we announce it so early? And I know movies work differently than video games, but you're heavily in development on oh, right? Well, they got nothing to say. Yeah. And then oh, they're still on board with it. Let's see if they're on board with it. When this movie launches, is it going to be in Japanese? I think that would be awesome. Would I think that would be super fucking cool. But is it really, is the PlayStation
2: production going to take that swing, Joe? No. No? No, they're not.
1: Not going to do that. I but I would love it. I would love that, too.
2: They make it so that you enter the theater and you can pick up the glasses to put it in, like, the old school movie oh, like vision the, the, of the game. Yeah,
1: damn. Okay. What was that <laughs> called? Uh, the filter? Crap. I yep. know you're talking about, that. Yeah. Cur- cur- I, I, cur- Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Thank Kurosawa. 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 Yeah, yeah. That was a great addition yeah. to the game or whatever.
2: My teachers in school are going to be very upset with me for not for remembering For
1: missing that. that? Yeah, I understand.
2: Sorry, friends. It's fine. You know.
1: Uh well, the other thing about this, though, is then the the ways to expand it beyond a single movie into a series of sequels and TV spinoffs, that's another one where I'm like, Ur.
2: Like, I think, for the most part, games translate better in the TV space, so yeah. I would have sort of loved this to be an HBO thing instead of a movie, but we'll see, Maybe maybe they'll transfer that over, maybe they'll decide that a movie isn't the way to do it, I don't know what heavy in production means, maybe... They're too Not fun. even in
1: the production, right? It's heavy in development.
2: Oh, in development. Which
1: also sounds like just vaporware, that nothing's really yeah, happening the, nothing, yet with this movie. Yeah. You have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, right? they
2: weren't ready for the gaming audience and how excited they were going to be about their IP showing up somewhere. So they were like, oh, uh, normally we would announce this and no one would care. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I am really looking forward to this. I love Ghost of Tsushima. I, I love Legends. Hope that comes back uh, in a fun way. I... I don't ever really have faith in in any of these adaptations. Yeah, um, but this seems like a, a really good movie story.
1: I feel, and I, that's my thing, where I I usually I'm like, oh yeah, you know, all this stuff happens in a video game, like it's gonna be hard. I feel like Jin Sakai's story could be just a, a pretty. I feel like there's a lot of great beats in it that you could put into a film and have it be a two hour long movie, a two mm-hmm. and a half hour long movie, and not feel. But you could break it and do whatever and break it into two parts. I guess then the story, if if they make the inter- the world interesting enough, like. I love Lady Masako so much in yeah. Ghost, right? So if it was that we're going to spin her off or have, you know, Ghost of Sushima Legends, the TV show that is telling you all the side characters that Jin came into and what they did, that can be awesome too. Like, I, I'd be happy to eat my words because I do love Ghost. Uh, I, I've never seen a John Wick, but I hear they're great and people love them. So this director should know what he's doing, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. What you don't have to wait and see on, ladies and gentlemen, are the winners of the most anticipated awards from SGF, that's Summer Game Fest. I don't know I'm dying now. Uh, Anyways, on Friday, before we uh, ended the day, uh, Jeff Keighley hit up and said, Hey, today we're excited to share the 15 playable games deemed, quote-unquote, most anticipated at Summer Game Fest, as judged by more than 40 global media outlets that voted on our Game Critics Awards Best of SGF. (coughs) We were one of them. We're happy to be there. We were happy to vote. Uh, Continuing back with Jeff, though, Alan Wake 2 from Remedy and Epic Games Publishing was selected as the singular most anticipated title, while Cocoon, from Geometric Interactive and Annapurna Interactive was the most anticipated indie title.
2: Because it deserved to be.
1: We're going to get back to that. (laughs) Here's the 15 most anticipated playable games at Summer Game Fest. This is alphabetical and not ranked. Uh, Alan Wake 2, Armored Core uh, 6, Fires of the Rubicon, Cocoon, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Disney Illusion Island, Foam Stars, Liz Funga, The Time Shift Warrior, Immortals of Avium, Mortal Kombat 1, Oxenfree 2, uh, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, Remnant 2, Sandland, Sonic Superstars, and Viewfinder. A lot of great indies on that list.
2: Yeah, a lot of very, very good ones.
1: I played Cocoon and felt very dumb, but I I eventually (laughs) got into, I mean, I was able to advance the demo and do the whole thing, Mm -hmm. but I was at one point, I could hear Greg Rice behind me going, oh, he's so close. That's the worst thing you want to hear when you're like failing at a demo, you're like, oh man, I... I just want to beat this guy, but he keeps one-shotting me. Personally, I think Viewfinder is what I, we I think is what kind of funny voted for. No shade to Cocoon, no. but Viewfinder caught us also off guard. Demo available now.
2: I think it's tough because Viewfinder uh, appeared. Uh, I guess it was my first appearance with it um, at GDC. So ah. a lot of I think people's attention went to it during like the March uh, showcase time period. So during summer. You want to kind of stick to the, oh, and there's a a lovely video of it. It is, in case you don't know what Viewfinder is, it is this absolutely mind-boggling, no-idea-how-they-made-it-work game where you are playing with reality. You're taking pictures, and the pictures become real, and you can go into them and uh, solve puzzles and get through things and, and collect things by taking pictures of things. And then it just goes, like... You start off and you think, okay, I understand what's happening. And then it just ramps up and up and up. And the whole world is... Can't wait. Yeah.
1: Great demo. And as dropkick Tondo in the chat. says another amazing demo. It is the year of demos as well.
2: Yes, 100%. That is out for Steam Next Fest. Everyone should go play that. Uh, But you loved Cocoon. I loved Cocoon. Okay. Uh, And I think if it had been a situation where both of them had dropped at the same time, it would have been difficult. Yeah. Um, But because Cocoon, this is the first time sort of seeing any hint of it yeah i was actually uh at game informer covering uh the showcase where cocoon was revealed <coughs> so i got a really good like introduction to it it wasn't like it it didn't look like my thing yeah you know it's 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 bugs i'm not really big into <laughs> bugs. i'm not a bug person like it's a, it's got hard sci-fi elements and i'm not usually a big sci-fi person uh, but I got into this game and it was just one of those games that lets the player be and trusts you to that extent of you're just going to explore and you're going to figure it out and we trust you to do it. Like, I, I feel so bad that you had that experience. with. It was just that boss fight at
1: you. the end. At one point, it doesn't matter. I was just struggling with it. The... the getting it, i really like this you can see in the demo if you're watching right now right like using these different orbs to go into different worlds and then being like oh well i can bring this power out of this world into the next world oh, and that's I kind of the addition it. to it yeah. and
2: it just continues to build your abilities in a way that's like i didn't know that that existed until i saw it and now i know it exists yeah. and I, I can go do it it's one of those uh amazing games that there's no there's no prompts I was really surprised to find there's no prompts. There's nothing telling you where to go. There's nothing telling you what to do. It is just about you exploring the world. And I love that kind of game. For anybody who knows my love of Tunic, I should nice. not be surprised.
1: <laughs> well, Jill. Yes. Cocoon isn't out yet. It's not. It's coming soon, but soon so far away. Yep. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go?
2: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games show hosts each and every weekday. (laughs)
1: Yeah!
2: Yeah.
1: Out today, Yakuza 0 through 6 are all available on Good Old Games. That's GOG.com. Steam Next Fest is happening right now, so as we said, there's a bunch of different demos out. And while we've been live, I've been getting more press releases about more of the games that are in Steam Next Fest having release dates. So make sure you're checking out and seeing what's going on over there. And then Lightning is on Early Access PC. New dates for you. Final Transmission has been announced for the Callisto Protocol. This is the new DLC and the final chapter of the story. Uh, It's launching June 27th on PlayStation, followed by other platforms on June 29th. Uh, Testament, the Order of the High Human. And I'm sorry, Testament, the Order of High Human. hits Steam Next Fest today. Like I was talking about, it launches July 13th. Paleo Pines has a Steam Next Fest demo. Uh, This is coming September 26th. The PC, all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, Mr. Run and Jump is also doing stuff today at the old uh, Steam Next Fest that's coming out July 25th. And then Let's School will officially launch on Steam on July 27th. We ask you, the folks watching or listening, uh, to go to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to be part of the show with your questions, comments, and squad up requests. Today we have a squad up from... Polish Dova Kin, who needs help on Xbox, and says, Today is my birthday. I'm so happy I get to share it with the fa- my favorite podcast, KFGD. So I'm looking, hold on one second. <laughs> oh, one second, one second, one second, one second. Right. Uh, hey, everybody, it's June 19th. This is kind of funny. Games Daily's uh, anniversary. <laughs> I put out, uh, so that what? We started the show in uh, 17, right? Yeah. 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 So that's six years. Six years, everybody. Yeah. Six year anniversary. Kind of Kinda funny games daily. I forgot about that. I put it, it's on the calendar. I put it on the calendar years ago and then kind of forgot. There's so much on the calendar these days. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't happy know. to share my birthday with Kind of funny games daily. So I'm looking for a KFBF to join me in Diablo 4. Uh, we, oh, do you play Diablo 4 with me. Add my Blizzard tag, which is Polish Dova K. Number sign 1772. That's P O L I S H D O V A H K. Number sign 1772. Happy birthday to us and happy birthday to you, Polish Dovikin. Uh, Jill, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and listening on podcast services around the globe we crushed it perfect game absolutely not, not except one except
2: i do see someone in the chat saying that you didn't say hashtag or pound you said the number symbol yeah we're gonna count that
1: yeah that's fine okay it's, it's still the number sign okay. is it am i wrong i mean i don't care what kylie minogue on tiktok's calling it all right number sign <laughs> this chat makes me so angry
2: I love you chat keep the chaos going
1: you can take this energy to the, the her show I want right? to the see Indian fire Flutter.
2: in there Com. come on fire <laughs> ladies
1: and gentlemen it's a brand new week of kind of funny games daily each and every weekday we're here with this show of course uh, your hosts look like this tomorrow it's Blessing and Jerrica Hanna from JK Games Wednesday it'll be me and Jerrica Thursday it's gonna be Blessing and Tim Friday it is Tim and Blessing uh, of course if you're watching live right now on Twitch.tv slash Kinda Funny Games or YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny Games, we're about to roll into the post show that is exclusive to YouTube and Twitch. Of course, you can watch it later on YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny Games. Andy's going to come out, ask us chats from the YouTube super chat. So if you have something to say to me or Jill, head on over to the YouTube super chat, chime in there with your question, and make some content with us before the boys or the Jabroni boys stream. What are you streaming today, Andy? More Tears of the Kingdom. Woo. Are you singing again? Are you going to put that freak show back on? No. <laughs> no no singing okay well tears of the kingdom i uh, remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and every week and a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show for free at kindofunnycom slash kfgd of course you can watch us live twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames youtube.com slash games. watch it later on youtube uh podcast services around the globe no matter where you get it, please support us. Like, subscribe, share, leave reviews. Do all that stuff on the platforms you don't use all the time. Uh, remember, we have an Epic Games code. It's called Kind of Funny. When you're on the Epic Game Store or using Fortnite Rocket League on your consoles, you can put that in and help us earn some money without costing you any more. Jill, you were fantastic today. Thank you so much. Where can people keep up with you?
2: Uh, if you're not checking out the Indianformer.com, you can find me personally on Twitter at. Finrun, F I N R U I N. Uh, but if you want to follow the Indian former, it does currently have a, a official account now and that is at indie underscore in informer. Yeah.
1: Love it. You fantastic work today, Jill. Thank, Thank you so much for coming on through.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.